progressive ideas, conversations from schools, and the newest concepts in education. This is the School Leadership Podcast. A pioneer, an advocate, and a friend. That's the poignant depiction of Wales' first black head teacher, Elizabeth Betty Campbell, by a lifelong friend. A friend who saw Betty's inexorable rise play out against the backdrop of Butte Town. All through her life, Betty put others first. She became a voice for the voiceless and made sure that her school was imbued with a sense of multicultural heritage. A monument to honour her remarkable achievements and legacy has just been unveiled in Cardiff. And we're so pleased to say that her great friend Geraldine Trotman, Black History patron for Wales, spent some time reflecting on Betty's life and work in this Black History Month special with the NAHT's Natalie Arnett. And Geraldine starts off by telling us something about herself. I'm a semi-retired uh, catering manager. I am also a patron for Black History Month Wales. For those of our members who might not know uh, that much about Black History Month Wales, could you tell us a little bit about that work and the campaigns that, that, that you're working on at the moment? Black History Wales was set up basically um, many years ago. I think the first launch was back in 1987. And it was to promote the understanding of the contributions made by African and Caribbean backgrounds. Uh, and it was to bring people together to celebrate um, through a variety of arts and cultural um, and educational activities, basically. Um, we've had many a, a finale at the Wales Millennium Centre. And I must say, Betty was always present always there to celebrate Black History Month. And as you know, she was um, one of Wales's first black head teacher. And Betty always championed for the inclusion of black history to be taught in schools. This is something she'd, she, she'd done and she took forward on her own back without, you know, never asked no one's permission. And it was part of Betty's curriculum at Mount Stewart. And I think today of all days, Betty would be so happy to know that Welsh Assembly Government has made it mandatory to teach black history throughout the schools in Wales. So I think this is a really good achievement and a great way to start Black History Month this year. Thanks, Geraldine. I think you're right. You know, I think it's a, a really exciting and positive step forward that we've seen in Wales. And I'm sure uh, members kind of across the different nations will be looking to, to Wales and, uh, you know, the, the progress that that's happening there and, and get, hoping to, to take some learnings from that about how to take it away in their own schools in Wales and kind of across yeah. across the different nations, really. What's the theme for 2021 and what, what's kind of the campaign um, work at the moment? 2021, uh, we will be celebrating our heroes and sheroes. And, of course, Betty Campbell is top of the list. And on Friday, the 1st of October, there was an awards ceremony at the St Fagans Museum in Wales. And Black History Wales received the highest award that any group, any um, voluntary group can, can receive in the UK. And that was the Queen's Award for Voluntary Services. So it was a great night because four of the founder members accepted the award and all of them mentioned Betty Campbell in their speech, every one of them. Sounds like a wonderful night and I think uh, an example of the kind of the long-standing legacy that Betty is, you know, continues oh, to have yes. really. 
obviously, as you all know uh, better than anyone, that at the end of the last month we saw the unveiling of um, the monument to Betty Campbell in uh, in Cardiff, and obviously we've kind of already touched on um, Betty as it was a patron of Black History Wales and and a leading. Uh, head teacher in Wales. I wonder if you could tell uh, us a little bit more about her background and her journey into school leadership. A lot of people will know Betty was born here in, let me see, 1934 in Tiger Bay. She was an only child. Betty's dad had died in 1942 and Betty's dad was from Jamaica and my dad was from St Lucia and they were very great friends. And when Betty got married, my dad gave Betty away. So we have a really long-lasting bond. And I've always called Betty family, not through not through blood, but through love. So Betty, my mum and dad, was her uh, Auntie Rini and Uncle Ken. And I grew up calling Betty's mum Auntie Nora. So there was a real bond. And anybody that knows Betty will remember that whenever you were in her presence, no matter where you were, she would always introduce you. She remembered everybody in the community, all her students, past and present, everyone. And my intro would be one of the best. And I'd say, oh, Beth. She would say, this is Geraldine. I gave Geraldine her first bottle and changed her first nappy, which would be, you know, every time. And I, I knew wherever we were, this intro would come about. And you know, at the time, it would be, oh, here we go. But now I can say, I can feel real proud that Betty Campbell gave me my first bottle and changed my first nappy. So she was there from the beginning. I lived overseas for 10 years, and all my children were born in the Caribbean. And um, when I returned, I have three daughters, um, nine years, five-year-old, and a three-year-old when we arrived back. And as soon as we arrived, the first thing my dad said to me, there's a place waiting at Betty's school. Betty's waiting. She can't wait to meet the children, you know. So that was great. My children all went to Mount Stewart's school and all have really fond memories and great memories of Betty Campbell. Not only as their head teacher, but as a, a, re, a part of our family. And I think this goes for lots and lots of people in the community. You know, you can ask various members of the community and they'll all have some incredible stories to tell about Betty Campbell's journey. Betty's door was always open. You could knock there morning, noon and night. I can remember my dad um, passed away at the age of 93 and in his last years, uh, my dad suffered with Alzheimer's, which was tough on all of us. And I have to thank Betty and her husband, Rupert, for all the love and uh, that they show. And also, I can remember knocking Betty up out of her bed at night and begging her for help, you know. And Betty and Rupert would just get up, put on their clothes and come immediately. So there was nothing that she wouldn't do for anyone in this community. She truly was a pioneer and an advocate and a friend. She was just incredible. I think that's, uh, that, that's really, really interesting and really, I think, a really powerful testament to the type of uh, woman that, that Betty was and I think that that kind of um, warmth that you talked about and that kind of community spirit seems like something that um, Betty took into her school as well and I know you said that your children went there what was she like as a, as a head teacher? <laughs> oh she was strict there was no messing around at all no matter who you were or not it didn't matter whether you were whether you were a grandchild 
every child was treated the same at Betty's school. I can remember some of the comical things about school days at, at Mount Stewart. Um, Betty was always proud of the children's performances, whether it be assembly or whether it be a school play or St David's, no matter what the celebration was. But one thing she insisted on is if you came along to see the performances, there has to be quiet in the audience because she insisted that the children had worked so hard and that the parents should capture every word that came from, from the performances. And of course, lots of, lots of the parents in the community would turn up with their babies in arms to see maybe one of their younger, one of their older children performing. And if the children, if the baby cried throughout the performance, Betty would just get up and apologise to the children on stage and stop the performance and ask the mum, would they kindly leave the hall with the baby? As these children, and she'd always make it, you know, children had worked extremely hard and the parents need to hear the whole performance. So this was one of the, and nobody ever argued with Betty. You know, you just got up and left quietly. And, and this was, you know, this was her, this was the, her ways. And, you know, and we all loved and respected for the hours and for the dedication that she put in, you know, this was her community. And, you know, I can honestly say Betty Campbell gave her life to this community. She really did. It sounds like she was a, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I'm conscious, though, that her kind of journey wasn't always easy and she did face challenges along the way as the first black head teacher in, in Wales. Oh, yeah, there were many challenges. You know, at one point in time, Betty, Betty was very active when it came to anti-apartheid and other injustices. And I know at one point in her life, Betty received death threats. You know, so it wasn't always plain sailing. She was a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, no matter what was put in front of her, Betty always overcame them obstacles. She was an incredible lady. I think that's that, I suppose that spirit just goes to show, you know, her strength of character, I mean, how much she managed to achieve in her oh, time, you know, obviously not just as a head teacher, but obviously she was, you know, you've used the term pioneer and, and she was, and I suppose still is an incredible pioneer for the work around. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and you know, you know, in the days when you needed to have your passport countersigned, Betty Campbell's door was the door you would knock on. If you wanted a reference, Betty Campbell's door was the door you would knock on. So she was always there. She was active in the community centre all her life. She used to run bingo sessions, and it was very comical because Beth would always say this is for the pensioners, although she was a pensioner herself. She thought she had to lead the way and give you know, in, in, in social areas as well as in educational areas. Betty was also a founder member of the Butan Community Choir. And I can remember Betty and myself and another lady in the community, Maggie Percy, had approached Humi Webb and asked Humi if she would, you know, if she would take on a group of ladies and if she would lead the choir. And it was funny because all of us, you know, when we approached Humi, we said, never mind, we can't sing, but we want... we. We, you know, we know good singing is good for the spirit. So we want we want something to do. We want to be able to meet her. And um, originally, I think there was um, over 20 of us that joined the choir and met every Monday and sang at some incredible events. Lots of them were charities. 
And Betty, Betty was there all along the way. Every Monday we would turn up for choir practice. Yeah, up until the day she died, Betty Campbell was still doing for people in this community. Uh, and as you said earlier, she's one of the one of the the heroines that you talked about for Black History Month this this year, and one of the celebrated uh, individuals. Who, who's she kind of up alongside? Who else is on that in that list for for this year's uh, celebrations for Black History Month? Um, there's at the moment there's a really nice exhibition going on at St Fagans, and um, it's. It's this, it's, there's some incredible stories of the Windrush, um, Windrush um, families, and um, you know you can attend. I think this, I think the the um, exhibition is on for the whole month of October at St Fagans before it then changes venues. So that's an interesting one to go and take on just to learn a little bit and read a little bit about the stories. And um, the, the experiences that people went through, you know, when they first came into this country. Thanks, Geraldine. I think that's really helpful. And I'm sure there will be many, many members who are really interested in, in finding more out about that as well and, and um, learning more about those experiences and stories. And I think I think that's one of the things that Betty uh, kind of integrated and led on in her school, wasn't it, about ensuring that black history and the different stories of, of all the children uh, were kind of represented in the curriculum and in the work that she did. And I think that's hopefully something that um, will yeah. be a key part of her legacy. And obviously, as you said, as played the paved the way into into the changes that we've seen uh come through recently oh yeah most definitely most definitely lots of these things would not have happened if not for betty campbell and then i suppose just on that kind of final piece then what from, from your perspective or uh from her friends and family's uh perspective what do you what do you hope that people might take away from some of the work that betty did in, in the community or in her school uh and using their own in their own lives and settings I think for the children of this community in particular, she wanted all of them to be proud of who they were, of their background, their heritage. And she also instilled in them a sense of belonging and a sense of pride, and also made it clear that with hard work and dedication, they too could achieve their dreams. So I think for us, we have to keep encouraging the youth and every member of this community to continue fighting for all equality and injustices that we might have to face in the future. Thanks, Geraldine. I think I think you're right. That's a, it's, a, it's a really powerful message, and she she really is an, an inspiration. You know the way that she uh, pushed forward. You know I've read about uh, how she was discouraged as a child uh, into getting into into teaching, and not only did she get in, but she became the first head teacher a black head teacher in Wales and led the way into some some really incredible pioneering work, and and is still making history because I understand that. Um, the statue that she's that was um being created for her actually is one of the first female statues i think in in cardiff or wales outside so and i think that's part of the the work that um that is ongoing there in terms of that representation piece so still making history even now and, and i think that feeling the ripples of of the stuff that she did through, throughout her life so it was really nice and i really appreciate you taking the time to speak to me today about her and and, and how you knew her <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The conversation you've just heard was between Geraldine Trotman and Natalie Arnett. And I think the founder of the Race Council in Wales speaks for an entire community and indeed nation when he gave this quote to the press. 
Wales has shown that this black woman truly matters to us all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the School Leadership Podcast. All future episodes from us can easily be yours by subscribing on the platform that works for you, be that Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or Amazon Music. We're always keen to hear what you have to say about the podcast. If you're able to just make a few minutes to write an online review, we would find that really useful. NAHT is a professional association and union for school leaders. To discover more about the benefits of being an NAHT member, you can go online to naht.org.uk forward slash join. That's naht.org.uk forward slash join. And on social media, our Twitter account is at NAHT News. Hope you can join us in November for our next episode. Until then, take care. The School Leadership Podcast.